watching One Piece. We are! Welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece, an anime rewatch podcast for our favorite sad rubber boy show called One Piece. My name is Joe. I'm joined by Jory. Uh... How how are you how are you holding up? <laughs> I'm I I I the way it was building up is I, I made sure to watch the last episode of this chunk before we recorded to so people listening could get the full effect of my emotional despair. And uh <laughs> it's perfect. It, it's rough. It's gonna get real sad. Things today, are rough folks. in Water Seven. Things are rough in Water Seven. There's like so many different plot lines that sort of open up in, in, this, in these chunk of episodes. This episode of ours might run a bit long because there's a lot to unpack and, and dissect. Um, but the main one, I think, is, is about Usopp, and we'll get into that a bit later. Um, but the first thing that happens is they have to dodge this fucking sea train. Yeah, there's... Because <laughs> we left off last time stuck on railroad tracks. Yep, just water railroad tracks, and it's I'm I'm still confused by the existence of a train on water, but it's okay. At first, I thought it was like they were somehow in the middle of a weird bridge, but no, it's it's a train that that works like a regular train on on water. <laughs> yeah, there's just like uh, it's just what did they describe it as? Um, the railroad tracks are like right below the the water they just sort of float there yeah which i guess if they're connected somewhere it would make sense it's just surprising that it's you know lasted as long as it it has um but this is just a, a normal thing they're like because <laughs> uh they they do hop off the the tracks um and they get really worried about this frog because the frog is like staying on the tracks it's 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 physically challenging the train how do you feel about that <laughs> it's i it's weird because i thought the frog was going to be a little bit more of a big deal but as for now mm-hmm. it's just it just it's kind of like a funny gag that they set up earlier to kind of get them on track to get to this section of the sea because when when they acknowledge that the frog is like trying to jump in front of the train to like challenge the train to a fight, basically to prove its strength, mm-hmm. and then it's a giant train and it's just causing problems for everyone in the area. I thought, oh, it's this guy who ate a fruit and he can't figure out how to change back from a frog to a to his regular <laughs> form or something like that. But it's just a a goofy frog that likes to jump in front of a train to stop it, but. Nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, so this frog's name is Yokozuna. Um, <clears throat> so I watched all these episodes earlier today uh, for this, and I, I got to say, like right away, it's torture <laughs> for me because uh, <laughs> um, I I know everything that happens, obviously. So it's like right away they're setting things up with uh, with with the existence of the train. Um, Yokozuna challenging it. The frog's name is Yokozuna. Did I say that yet? Yeah. Um, I learned in the comments on the the website I was watching it on, um, someone had commented that Yokozuna is a title in sumo wrestling. Like a very high one. Oh. Um, so that's cool. Tidbit of knowledge that yeah. I picked up today. Thank you 
Crunchyroll commenter. Also, best thing about watching uh, One Piece on Crunchyroll is there's always a comment on what timestamp the episode actually starts. <laughs> it's usually like three or four minutes. Um, yeah. In. Uh, so they they're at the station, like the stopping point. I don't know. I don't know why it's here. There's nothing around. But um, they meet two people who come out. Because uh, they're like, oh, someone's here. Um, first, they meet the little girl. Her name is Chimney, and then she calls in her drunken grandma, who's named Kokoro. <laughs> they also have a, a cat that looks like a rabbit. I think it's both. It's probably they. She says cat, but it's probably <laughs> it's. It looks like both. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Kokoro here runs the station somehow. Yeah. Um. And, and, and tells them a bit about the train and Yogozuna um, that we talked about earlier and gives, gives them some information. Yeah, it, it sets up uh, them to go to Water 7. Uh, Kokoro's just like, hey, yeah, this train uh, transports people and food. And uh, one of the big stops is Water 7, the big old city that's like a bunch of different cities all in one. Mm-hmm. And... The city of water, water yep. seven. Um, yeah. So Kokoro asks where they're going, um, and Nami's like, "Well, we're just following a log." Which she's like, "Oh, well, if it's pointing, I think east is the direction, then that would be water seven. Um, and tells them, "Well, I think they mentioned that they're going there to find a ship, right?" Yeah. Um, and she's like, "Well, good. That's <laughs> where the number one, uh, <laughs> like, what, what does she call it?" Um, like building dock shipwrights, it's the best place in the world to go for, for shipwrights, um, which is very convenient for the narrative. And uh, she gives them this map and is like in a, rec- in a in a letter of recommendation, where she's like, "Go to Iceberg, he's the best person to go to." Which after we get there, it's like that's probably what would have happened anyway. But uh, I like the setup of of Kokoro knowing them. Yeah. Um, and. Is that it? They go off to, to do that? Yeah, they just, uh, she's like, hey, you want to ride ride the train? It'll take you all these places. We're like, no, we're just going to ride our ship there so we can get it fixed. They need to need to see our mm-hmm. ship so they can get it fixed. And yeah, I think it ends with them approaching the city. Uh, yeah, there's, um, well, there's some good conversation on the boat on the way, uh, there's a line, actually, before they leave. I think it's Usopp who says that. Uh, it's like, Kokoro-san, you have such a big heart, which I think is a good uh, language joke. Because <laughs> um, Kokoro means heart! <clears throat> <laughs> um, but now their goal is to find Iceberg in, this, in, in Wander 7. Um, and then find a shipwright, and yada yada. Same plan as before. Um, there's some good foreshadowing on the boat, um, where... The, Luffy draws a picture of what he wants his his uh his shipwright to look like, <laughs> which uh isn't actually as as far off as it might seem, um, but um there's actually a lot building up in this scene that I is like super weird to me. Uh, just sort of the conversations being very very interesting to hear. Coming back to it. I'm going to be more subtle going forward. We got a review on iTunes that I, I spoiled stuff accidentally. Um, mainly by saying that, like, hey, you'll see Kobe again, which, all right, fair. Um, but so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave more for you to, to, to wonder about. But 
Oh, the the cool. conversations here are good. A lot of Usopp being nostalgic about the ship, um, which we'll talk about today. Ooh. Oh um, boy, will we? Yeah. <laughs> There's some some cute some cute banter about Luffy wanting to race on the slides. Uh, the big water slides. That's yeah. the, they're starting to see the town now, and it's huge. Um, there's like these huge. Um, Despite not being it, able to swim, he wants to go down the water slides. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so you can't even you can't even swim. What are you doing? Why are you challenging another devil fruit user to race you on the yeah. slides? Because he's asking this to Chopper. Yeah. Um, but uh, as they pull up, someone's like, "Hey, you guys probably shouldn't shouldn't." stop your boat here because you, you're pirates and you don't want to get in trouble so he directs them to the back streets my notes say there's nothing wrong with parking in the back streets um <laughs> you'll never know if you don't go and they go through this the streets and they they sort of admire the architecture of it and i think chopper someone points out that like i think it's sanji actually that points out that they're like flooded it looks flooded like something's happened but uh, Robin's like, no, I think it's just built that way. Like, it's yeah. built to be partially submerged, which is cool. It's, um, I think they're setting it up to kind of be like a merchant city. And it's, it's kind of like how, uh, kind of like the dramatic depictions of Venice in, like, media like this, where it's a big mer- merchant area and you just travel along the, like, river inside the city. Yeah, absolutely. It's very Venice-inspired. Um visually and and uh architecturally i would say if that's if that's the word if that's even a word yeah um but you know you know what i mean um it actually it also reminds me a lot of there's a pokemon movie which is also based on venice oh um, yeah i think it's heroes the latios and latios one i think that's it yeah it, it's very similar there's also a um a segment where i think God, it might be. I think it's they use flying Pokemon, but they they do a similar thing where they they go on the water with something pulling it, and they race on it as well. Um, which that probably actually that might have been around the same time as this. I have to look into that. But anyways, th- once they're in the back street, someone's like, "Hey, this you shouldn't be here either. You should go like park as far away from the city as you can." Yeah. Um, saying park, but they, it's a, they... It's a boat. They also set it up in kind of a weird way. Like you get, he's like, "Hey, are you guys pirates?" And you're like, "Oh no, they're gonna they're gonna report them." It's like, "No, you guys should just be careful if you guys are pirates." Mm-hmm. Like it's well, yeah. And I, Sanji points it out too. It's like, I mean, we're all customers. Isn't that what matters? Yeah. I mean, they're on the Grand Line, so I think it, they know what's gonna happen when you're the best shipyard on the Grand Line. Yeah. Ultimately, they they find a, a, I think there's just a cape off away from the city to, to to drop anger um and zoro accidentally like breaks the mast in half trying to <laughs> furl the sails up yeah <laughs> um, which is just a, it's it which i mean that's not even like that's like the what the third or fourth time that mast has come off one of which was just luffy taking it off yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so like it's it's not all of it is just damage from travel it's also just also the head came off and and reverse mountain so like the going mary was never destined for greatness no it's um it's so, something i mean it's not a pirate ship <laughs> yeah it's it's something that it filled their needs at the time but they're uh it's not fit for the grand line which is what we're mm-hmm. gonna find out yeah unfortunately it's, it's... 
Yeah. Um, so Luffy, Usopp, and Nami uh, all leave. They take the gold. They go to convert it into real money and then find the shipyard and, and yeah. get the Going Merry repaired. There's, there's quite a bit of antics on their way. Um, nothing, like, super noteworthy, but, like, uh, the first thing they do is they get the, the bulls that they ride on. Oh, yeah, and they're um, just the seahorses, basically. <laughs> yeah, they're called I, I, Yagura, I think is what it's called. Yeah. I didn't write down the name, but, um, yeah, it's just normal that people ride those around. Uh, and they go down some water slides. Hilarity ensues. Um, Nami starts noticing that people are wearing masks around town. That's not super important yet. We see a short scene of some pirates who don't want to pay the shipwrights. Um, Oof. Yeah, they... Uh... And then we see the shipwrights beat the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, they... Uh... So... They're not only strong shipwrights, they can... Of course, if you're dealing with pirates, that's probably a common occurrence, is we don't want to pay for it, so you have to beat them up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some really good introduction to, I mean, this, this cast of, of Water 7. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of character designs that you can tell are important. Um, they, I mean, they're in the opening, you gotta know. Yeah. Uh, that's how anime works. The only two people who get named are we see Iceberg, um, which is a nice fellow in a suit with blue hair, and his secretary Khalifa, um, and um, no one's really concerned about it because the shipwrights are strong as fuck. But we'll deal with that later. Um, we see Luffy uh, and the well t- Team Luffy. I think we're gonna have to go that route because everybody splits up again. Yeah. Um, but Team Luffy, we see them take an, an elevator of water <laughs> there's actually a funny scene where like nami doesn't she doesn't explain it but like a, a, a animated graphic appears on the screen that sort of explains it but she's just like ah oh, so this and then that and then this and then that and then that and then this <laughs> happens um like, I, I remember learning cute. about that something with canals in school i was like that makes sense they're not just making it up they're using real science here yeah real science <laughs> it's good <laughs> Uh, and then we see that Robin and Chopper went shopping. Yeah. Um, uh, they, or Chopper really wants to find a bookstore. Um, and then Sanji doesn't want to be stuck alone with Zoro, so he also leaves to go get some, some, some groceries, because Sanji's cooking. Yep, he, he finds some, uh, and the cuisine here in, in Water 7 <laughs> is interesting. I I just need to take a moment to mention when Luffy, when uh Luffy, Nami and Usopp are exploring, Luffy stops at like this uh hut that's selling like the stand that's selling water meat, which it mm-hmm. it just looks like someone ha- took a ball of bologna and dunked it in the water. <laughs> <laughs> and Luffy says it's it real look good. good. It's very soft apparently. Oh. Very tender. Um yeah, no, it doesn't sound or look good. But, uh, I mean, Luffy, Luffy is enjoying himself, and I think that's what matters. The, so the next thing that happens is when Luffy gets to the dock, um, Team Luffy reaches the shipyard, yeah. um, and we get some names attached to the faces we saw earlier um, of the, the really strong shipwrights at, at dock number one. Um, we we get it through the crowd sort of commenting on the the spectacle of them <laughs> beating the shit out of some pirates. Um, notably, there's Lucci, um, who 
There's a guy in an overalls, long black hair and hat. Kind of looks like Slash. Um, <laughs> I didn't even make that connection. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I think there's another person that looks like Slash, but um, Lucci looks a, re- a lot like Slash. And someone mentions Polly, but I don't think we see him yet at this moment. No. Um, there's Lulu, who kind of looks like Freddie Mercury with the mustache. <laughs> um, and then Tilestone, who we don't really see a lot of, but he's a really big guy who also works there. And Luffy is surprised that the shipwrights could beat up the pirates. But someone very quickly is like, well, yeah, they're like, they're not only the best shipwrights, but they also have to be strong as shit to do that. Um, and they, he names the name of the company. It's Galila. It's uh, the Galila Shipyard or something? I don't know. But um, they're the pride of Water 7, so they got to be good. Yeah. And now <laughs> this next scene, uh, <laughs> we return to Robin and Chopper um, shopping. This, this is when things uh, get, uh, start to take a turn. This is, yeah, this is the beginning of things taking a turn. Um, Robin is also noticing all these masks around town. Um, <laughs> a lot of people are commenting on her. Uh, being attractive, and Chopper says that this town is full of Sanjis. Yeah, which is that funny. was good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Robin notices the mask shop, um, and mentions like, "Oh, there's a there's a festival uh happening at, I think it's Poochie is the name of the the gourmet town. Yeah, or the festival town. Um, uh, she's like, there's a festival happening there with with all these people dressing up, and Chopper's like, how do you just know that? And she's like, oh, I'm just very good at listening to people around me, which is, like, interesting hint to drop <laughs> that she's like, she's like, oh, yeah, always since I have a kid, I've had to be very aware of my surroundings. And um, this is something and... that came up when I was watching this. This part, it made me wonder, is the reason we see Chopper and Robin paired up is because Chopper's really childlike and Robin never really got to have one? Is Do you think that's why Robin has kind of this attachment to um, chopper we see them paired up a of. lot and i feel like that's part of it we do see them paired up a lot is that like she didn't really get to have much of a childhood because her wanted poster is a picture of her at what looks like like seven years old so i think yeah i think she's <laughs> nine in that picture um i mean that's an interesting thing to think about she yeah i think i think that's a really good reading of there's a lot going on with Robin at basically any point, given time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I think that's an interesting part of it, but I think it it manifests interestingly if, if, that's, if, if that's a reading I were to, to put on top of it. Um, there's also just the fact that, like, they have a lot in common. Like, Chopper is, is very childlike in his passions. Like, he gets, like, really excited to go to the bookstore and read and learn more about being yeah. a good doctor, and she's just... She's very reserved in her passion to read and learn more about history, et cetera, yeah. and et cetera. So I think they have similar interests as well. So it's a very good pairing in general of just like they have a really good dynamic of like um, both, <laughs> both visually of one being tall and one being short, but also just two very different personalities that connect on similar like interests. So... They're also like the two best straw hats. Yeah. <laughs> so um, oh, I figured that out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Chopper sees a bookstore, or actually Robin points out a bookstore is coming up, and Chopper like darts ahead and is like, "Can we go? Can we go? Please, please, mom." <laughs> um, and she's like, "Yeah, yes, yes, we can." Um, and but before she catches up, 
someone someone walks past her in this whole outfit wearing a mask um and it, it's time sort of slows down because he says something to her and all he says is cp9 well actually he says cp9 des because it's in japanese yeah but um cp9 and she like straight up dissociates at the sound yeah, of this. Um, it, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of people misusing that word lately, and I do not think I am exaggerating when I say that she does. Because it feels it's like, like straight up like panic attack level yeah. shit. It, with with the events that happened afterwards with her that we've seen, it feels almost like uh, in popular media where you've seen like Russian sleeper agents and stuff. You say a code word and they just kind of become a completely different person with no emotions because she mm-hmm. just kind of like blocks everything else out and uh <clears throat> follows him yeah along. we hear yeah we, well yeah we hear chopper sort of asking if he can go ahead in but it sounds very distant yeah um the world around her is sort of getting fuzzy visually um and then it does like chopper did go in um before her so he goes in, he goes into his human form to, to quote-unquote blend in, and um, he, he realizes that she didn't follow, so he steps back outside, and he doesn't see her at all. She's just gone. And that's, uh, that's the end of that scene. Yeah, it's, our, our poor it son is, is, is stranded by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll learn in a little bit that he follows her scent for a little while, but uh, that's... That's the first thing. That's the first setup, I think, of this arc. Unless you were to count the that they're here for the going merry. Um, that's the first new thing, <laughs> and it's gonna sit there for a little bit. But uh, it's it's a big deal. Um, the episode ends on Zoro getting quote unquote ambushed. He's sleeping, and they think that they're sneaking up on him. But of course, he can just instantaneously wake up and block an attack because it's Zoro. Um, it's <laughs> This episode immediately swings into him beating the shit out of all these people, uh, who I'll talk about in a minute. But I, I, I'm just noticing like more and more that Zoro is such this wish fulfillment character, like the ultimate badass, unwavering, and it's not out of place for Shonen, but it's out of place in One Piece in a way that like every other victory feels so justified in a way yeah. that like Zoro's don't. I it's Which that, is interesting. I I think the the thing that needs to come up for Zoro for his fights, there needs to be someone in an enemy crew who has a similar ambition to him, because mm-hmm. often he's just there to like take down the guy in the other crew who just so happens to be a swordsman. It's never someone mm-hmm. who's like, I also have one of the cursed swords and I want to be the strongest swordsman. Which that would work yes. a little bit better. When the only person who's given Zoro any sort of problems is Mihawk, and I don't see Zoro taking down Mihawk anytime soon. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that. That's the thing is Zoro's best moments are when he finds people like that. Um, and and I think you have a lot to look forward to. So I'm not gonna let you. I'm not gonna say that like, oh, he's oh, he always sucks. Because um, I think even though, even though I think it still suffered from that like he decides to win 
thing, his his battle on Alabasta was really good. Yeah. Um, because there was there was like an emotional appeal to it. But uh he beats the shit out of these people. Um <laughs> unwavering. And it's we, we learned that these people are the Frankie family. Um yeah. that are sneaking up on him. They're they, they call themselves a group of bounty hunters that are going to, you know, beat up the straw hats and then have that money that they're worth because they're worth a lot of money between Zoro, Robin, and Luffy. Um, this, uh, bounty yet. The, the thing that I'm wondering about this is, is Luffy's, Luffy has the highest bounty for someone from his sea, which is considered to be like the most like calm or like weakest sea, I believe we've discussed. Yep. And it makes me wonder like if Luffy's bounty is something a group of goofballs think that they can take over pretty confidently. It makes me wonder how easy it is to get even a bounty from the Marines. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's not something that it's really needs to be cleared, but it's just, uh, it, it, it's, it's kind of interesting how so many people think that they could take him down by bringing up his bounty, like, they s- make it seem like it's not a big deal how much it is. Mm-hmm. Well, so. on the grand scheme of things, it's, it, it's, it's, like, it's, I guess it's high when you look at them, um, <laughs> yeah. you don't expect it. And I think it's high for what we've seen so far, but, uh, I mean, it, it, there's a lot higher ones that exist. Um, the grand line is very long, uh... <laughs> But yeah, it, it's definitely high for someone from East Blue, absolutely. Because um, I remember when he left East Blue, I think it was one million, and that was a big deal. Yeah. And then now it's a hundred billion <laughs> um, for being involved with the the crocodile shit. But um, yeah, the the bounty level is weird because it's it's kind of like a power level system, but in a weird way that sort of communicates with notoriety. So, like, you know, the fact that Sanji doesn't have one is weird. So, like, it's not really a perfect parallel to uh, power level. <laughs> and I just remember something that happens, like, in a million years that also sort of fucks that up. Um, <laughs> uh, the Frankie family gets the sh- their shit handed to them. Um, yeah, you can't... And that's really it for that scene. <laughs> you, you can't beat Zoro, especially if you don't even have uh, established names yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. You gotta be really important to stand against Zoro. <laughs> yep. Anyways, we're, we, we cut back to Luffy now cashing in his money at, yeah. at a big fancy bank. <laughs> and we see, if we see someone who also is from the Frankie family. So they, we've already had this sort of costume <laughs> established yeah. for us. He's, he's watching out. And um, they go into this bank and he's like, how much is this worth? And the guy freaks out, takes him back to the, the VIP lounge. And... Uh, the the scene in which he appraises this is it's interesting. Yeah, he's he's like excitedly proclaiming how much it's worth and says it's a hundred million, and immediately Luffy and Usopp are like, "Done, we've got it. Let's go. Let's take the money and go." But That's so much. But it, it's it's something that you you expect anyway. But I I like the way they handled it instead. Um, if, if One Piece was a little bit less subtle, which is not always the most subtle, but yeah. you, you would see a scene where they're like, take him back to the VIP room and you'd have 
they'd have like it darken around the banker guy's face and be like, I'm going to tell these dumb kids it's not worth shit. (laughs) But actually, he just he carries on with this how much it's worth and how amazed he is at it. And after makes the offer, they're trying to. Nami's just like slaps her foot down. like, no, no, we're not taking that much. We're uh, this is at least. I I know it's at least a hundred million, but we're also the bounty on this guy's head alone is a hundred million, and there's a lot more here than what you're offering us for. So we want more. And he he's just like, and oh, it's just a hard cut to them in a, like a Scrooge McDuck pile of cash. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's actually three hundred million that it's worth. So uh, um, if if Scrooge McDuck ate a devil fruit, do you think he'd still be able to swim through his coins? <laughs> That's an excellent question. <laughs> I don't know. That's a man. The, the crossover of my two podcasts with this Disney character eat a devil fruit and still swim. Um, we'll never know. Unfortunately, we won't. Luffy can swim in it in this pile of cash, so like yeah. the chances are high. Um, obviously, the answer is is, is yes because it, it's it's seawater that does the damage, not. Yeah. Just not just the act of swimming. <laughs> your your brain no longer can process the the, the concept of, of floating or swimming. Um, <laughs> so Luffy, of course, is screaming this number because he's very surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we see. Uh, well, actually, well, yeah. They're just like they each have a hundred million in a briefcase. Luffy's just sort of swinging his around because he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. And. <laughs> Accidentally lets go of it, it flies into the water, and he gets it, and they, you know, now it's Usopp carrying two and Nami carrying one, yeah. um, and they have to go find Iceberg. They jump in the water to try and save it, but don't worry, Luffy has stretchy arms and gets it before that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, that's a good scene. Um, there's, a, there's a brief scene of the Frankie family changing their plans, and we'll get more into that of what their plans were. I, well, I guess we already know what their plans were, was to get everyone's bounty. Um, but uh, specifically, like the amount that they need, uh, um, is about two hundred million, which yeah. we'll find out later in like a couple episodes that we'll talk about today. Um, they're like, well, sealing the briefcase is going to be a lot easier than, than than beating up these strong people. Um, so they go off to meet Iceberg. Uh, but before that, they meet Usopp. <laughs> sort of and I'm, sort of i'm glad square they, usopp. they they clarify this because i was confused by square usopp in the opening but now i understand it's just a guy it's a completely that, different person it's just a man who just so happens to have a similar nose not for any reason but to be like uh to have this gag of oh mm-hmm. it's not actually usopp <laughs> there's so many good nose gags with this man that um I guess we'll get to eventually, but um, even even just in this episode, there's a ton where he could, pretty much everyone mistakes him for Usopp. Um, but uh, he steps out, and there's there's the gag of like, wait a minute, there's another person with a long nose, but it's Square. Uh, but this this man who we don't have his name yet, uh, we'll get we'll get it in like a minute. His name is Kaku. Um, he uh, explains that Iceberg is the mayor of Water 7 and also the president of Gali La. Um, there's probably like some good critique of 
capitalism in there, but I don't know what it is. Um, and he's like, oh, okay, well, you want to get your ship repaired. Um, I don't know where he is right now, but I'm going to go ahead and run and check on your ship to, to see what state it's in. So I can just save you the trouble and I'll tell him that when I see him. And they're like, what do you mean run? <laughs> We're very far away from our boat. And he's like, nah, just give me like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he literally starts running. And it, as we saw him falling, doing a, doing a Kingdom Hearts-esque deep dive <laughs> in the opening, uh, he just fucking parkours around the whole goddamn city. Yeah, it, incredibly. It, it makes me want to... It, if... I don't know if I will, but I want to see a crazy fucking citywide scale battle going on <laughs> in Water 7 with him, like, parkouring around and, like, Sanji kicking people in the face. Because <laughs> that would be sweet. They, they they do a lot to establish just, like, the size and just how packed mm-hmm. this city is that I'm... In, in Alabasta, I was sad to see fights in the whole world get torn apart but here i'm just like i want to see this like capitalistic utopia crumble <laughs> absolutely um <laughs> yeah no it's water seven's a really cool place and I, I i think uh i think you'll be happy with what does happen what you what you will see um but that's that's a ways away <laughs> anyways so kaku does this um and as if on clockwork Someone steps up behind them, which we can recognize the suit and the, the, the little bit we see of that it is Iceberg. Um, and he's like, and that's when he names Kaku. And I don't remember, he says that he's really good at running and jumping around the city. And that he, he, people call him like the whirlwind or the wind of the mountain. I don't know. Yeah, they, they mentioned something with wind that he is like wind. part of the wind. He's a wind boy. Um. Not to be confused, like he doesn't have a devil fruit. I'm not yeah. saying he's like some mystical <laughs> power, because um, that's just our thing is to say boy after the power. Yeah, but uh, no, he's just he's just real strong. And uh, <clears throat> Iceberg says that like, you know, to have the best shipwrights in the world, they have to have the physical strength to do that. Um, but we cut away to see Sanji shopping, um, which it's kind of just him shopping until he thinks he sees Robin. Yeah, and he he immediately goes into a Sanji mode where he's like, "Ooh, Robin Swan," and chases after her, but she uh doesn't pay attention. She doesn't respond to him, and it's not not in the normal. We're not responding to Sanji being heart eyes and weird in a like strange way, or he's she's not even acknowledging his presence. And he yeah, kinda... no, she just keeps walking. Yeah, she she. It looks like she's with this this masked person we saw, who said CP nine to her. Um, and they they turn a cor- corner, and Sanji follows, and she's just not there. It's just a dead end. Doesn't lead anywhere. He's just like, was I was I imagining her? And then he looks up, and he sees <laughs> he sees Kaku jump past him and run by, <laughs> but he only sees like a glimpse of the nose, and he's like. Can Usopp fly? <laughs> and then he just sits there confused for a while. Yeah, he just he just took in a whole lot of information at once. He's got to take a rest to figure out what's going on. <laughs> yeah, no, he's going to be there for a minute. Um, but we actually follow Kaku to the boat. He we see him getting on the the going merry, and um, you know he tries to say, you know, 
I think he says, pardon me to Zoro, who doesn't really, who like half asleep is like, oh, it's just Usopp. Um, <laughs> and then he thinks about it for a little bit. And he's like, you're, you're not Usopp. Why are you here? <laughs> and then he explains it and he does his, uh, his inspection of the boat. Um, but then we see uh, Luffy meeting Iceberg for real yeah. and uh, Khalifa as well. Uh, Khalifa is is an interesting character, um, but she she starts to list off the the big names of Luffy's crew, um, and their bounties. And Iceberg seems to recognize Robin's name, but doesn't say anything about it. Um, but he introduces himself. He's like, "This is this is I'm Iceberg. This is Khalifa, my secretary, and this is a mouse that I found earlier today. I think I'm gonna name him Tyrannosaurus." <laughs> And it's it's a gag that's extra good because we see him pick up the mouse and put it in his pocket earlier. It's mm-hmm. not not a character quirk that he's a weirdo with a mouse. It's he just found it, which that little that little bit makes it so it's, much better. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's not a character quirk that he just has a mouse. It's a character quirk that he's just a kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's he's Iceberg's such a good character because he's Mature and wise beyond his years, <laughs> despite acting as young as Luffy does. Um, and he's like, you know, the mayor and the president of this company. But, um, uh, <laughs> so Khalifa lists off all the things he has to do today. Um, it's like three meetings and an interview, and he's like, I don't want to. And she cancels them. All. Yeah, she's like, okay, like, Can this- nope. Yeah, <laughs> no big deal. And, uh, <laughs> they're like, Can this guy really be a mayor? Like, uh he's just like he's kind of a kind of an idiot he's kind of a kid uh to which Khalifa beats the fucking shit out of them <laughs> for disrespecting <laughs> him um yeah and him uh, he also accidentally beats the shit out of iceberg yeah she establishes herself as the kick mom and yes this is our <laughs> kick mom all the characters man there's a, we have a lot of moms on this show we do well, like a two now, I guess. <laughs> two, but I imagine there's plenty more moms. To, mm-hmm. to... We have murder mom, now we have kick mom. <laughs> um, I'm excited to spend more time with drunk grandma. <laughs> when she, we'll, We will see her again, I'm sorry to spoil that. But um, she was too good to be squandered in, a, in, a, in half of an episode. Yeah. Um, so they start to talk about, um, like, oh, hey, can you... We need you to repair our ship. Um, we have all this money, which at this point we can already notice that you can only see one of the cases. Yeah. Um, the, the one that's Nami's holding. Because as she said that, I looked around and I was like, well, Luffy and Usopp aren't holding one and I don't see them. <laughs> um, but uh, very quickly as they're sort of heading towards the, they're walking away from the, I don't know if they're walking into the shipyard or what, Usopp notices that the other two cases are gone yeah um and then we see the frankie family (laughs) riding a yager away or actually two of them away uh with the money and then that's that episode yeah what's gonna happen they just got the money and it's stolen oh no (laughs) well (laughs) the next episode (laughs) immediately opens up with our real introduction to polly or paulie it's paul I.E. Yeah. But it kind of sounds like I'm saying poly like like polyamorous. <laughs> or so. P-O-L-L-Y, like how the generic name for a, a parrot. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Pauli. See, when I pronounce it like that, it feels like I'm doing the accent from the show, and I don't want to do that every time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm just going to call him Rope Dad, because that's who he is. <laughs> yeah. Basically, he's Rope Dad. <laughs> that works a lot better. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this, my notes are wrote down Rope Boy, but he's definitely a dad. Um, yeah, he's running away from some people who it seems like he owes money to. Um, but uh, conveniently, he sees the, the, the Yagaras below him, and... <laughs> Sort of hops down, yeah, uh, he... knocks out the two members of the Frankie family. Doesn't even re- really seem to uh, <laughs> know who they are. Yeah, he has no bearing on the situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I have no emotional attachment to what's going on. Um, but as he's falling, he shoots ropes out of his sleeves um, and uses that to tie up the two Frankie family members, smashes them together, and then rides off in the Yagra. And Iceberg points out that that's a member of his his uh i was gonna say crew but i guess shipyards one of his shipwrights um and they're like oh good uh so he's he's like and usopp's yelling and like hey thank you for saving our money wait where are you going and uh he's like money what money and he looks down and he's like oh sick i can use this to pay off my debts <laughs> <laughs> um which obviously you know iceberg's right there so that's probably not gonna happen um but luffy starts to like reel back like he's gonna go after it but then Luchi, our, our Slash boy, uh, our man that looks like Slash, um, is like, you know, he, he doesn't say anything, but he sort of signals that he's going to take care of it. I think Iceberg says that he'll take care of it. Um, and then he, he does. I don't think we see anything no. um, of it. Just them coming back and uh, Rope Dad looking a bit ashamed. <laughs> yeah, um, he, he's sad he doesn't get that, his loads of money like he thought he was. Mm. He says some things. Uh, let me. Oh, I wrote down Pigeon Man steps in for Lucci. Yeah, that's. He, does have, he has a pigeon on his shoulder <laughs> who does all of his talking for him. Yeah, and it it's they have a, a funny gag where it he goes from uh, instead of saying me, he's like I, I mean Lucci, where he's just kind of like mm-hmm. they. I don't know if it if it was a joke that Luffy says it's ventriloquism. Or if it's what's actually happening, but it's it's good. <laughs> they, it's, it's basically just never addressed for real. Because um, I'm fine it, with at both. Least, <laughs> yeah, all things are fine. Um, uh, so there's there's a bit of a scene where where Rope Dad is like, "Why don't you women wear pants?" This is a construction site. Um, the characterization. In this scene where Lucci is set up to be <laughs> this silent badass and Rope Tad's a, a dumb idiot <laughs> yeah. is interesting to me. Um, but he gives the money back and he's like, they're like, oh, thank you. He's like, if you really wanted to thank me, you would give me 10%. And then Lucci <laughs> beats him over the head. And then they have like a, a very short fight. Um, basically just to show off that Lucci's also strong as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he throws him around and he... Rather than slamming into the ground, like, because he ties a rope around him and throws him through the air. Rather than actually hitting the ground, he just, like, stabs all of his fingers into the cement. And is just sort of doing a handstand for a little bit. Um, and they, make, they, they bring a lot of attention to it, too. They're like, what kind of fucking fingers does that guy have? <laughs> um, and uh, that's, that's really the end of that, that, that scene, I think. They, yeah. uh, they're like, well... You have your money. Let's go into the dock. I'm going to show you around the shipyard. 
I th- I think um, what I don't know if it's completely intentional, but what's being set up is that they're their similarities to the straw hats how it's like a dysfunctional construction crew who they don't exactly get along all the time but they get the job done and they're the best at it you just kind of see that pirate crew dynamic in here yeah i would say like the the dynamic between lucci and um polly like it kind of reads like a zoro and sanji situation (laughs) um so yeah that's, that's a good thing to bring up uh what did you learn about Iceberg's history? Because I did not write anything down. Um, they, I don't remember them. I don't remember anything specifically about Iceberg's history. Um, I mean, yeah, they just say a couple things about, uh, uh, like him sort of bringing together a bunch of different ship oh, crews to build yeah. one big one. Yeah. Uh, and, and, in a way that sort of tied water seven together. Okay. Um, yeah. They just, that was cool. They, he he's basically the whole reason Water Seven is as thriving as it is, as as its mayor and the best business in the the city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, immediately um, after, Luffy is in, Luffy instead of like um, <laughs> Luffy invites Iceberg to join his crew. Yeah, instead of like giving a shit about what she says, she's like, "Hey, want to join our crew?" Since we don't have one, <laughs> we came here to find a ship, right? We need one. Come on, join us, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, he doesn't really seem to even acknowledge that he was asked. But, uh, he's like, oh, well, I mean, if you need a ship, right, there's a ton here. So if you find someone who actually wanted to go with you, you know, I don't care. <laughs> and um, he seems grateful for that. Uh, Luffy does. And oh, we kind of I'm just going through my notes. Um, we skipped over where Iceberg explains that the Frankie family is a, a team of demolition workers that also kind of moonlight as bounty hunters because yeah. they like to get money. Um, and it kind of plays hand in hand where uh, if, they, if they beat up the pirates, they can also take their ships and sell them for parts, um, which is really good conceptually for <laughs> the basis of them. Um, it's like uh, they're like, I think it's Usopp who's like, well, they didn't do a very good fucking job of being bounty hunters. <laughs> um, and Iceberg's like, yeah, I mean, the underlings aren't that special, but don't underestimate Frankie, who's the, the boss of them. Um, and then that's, that's before uh, Rope Dad fights Slash. Um, so um, I just I didn't want to not mention that. Uh, oh, Iceberg asks Luffy about uh, Robin. Um, if she's really with the Straw Hats. Yeah, Luffy's like, yeah, she's uh, really smart and helpful. We like her. She's our friend. And he, Iceberg, they're, they're obviously setting up that Iceberg has some, some kind of history with Robin. Yeah, not even just in the past two segments, but in, like, later <laughs> on. It'll happen again. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of an aside um, in that scene. Um, but then... We see Chopper following that scent still all alone. He finds Sanji um, still just sitting in that same fucking spot. Um, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's really it for that scene. But then we see Kaku get back uh, with not, not the best news about the Going Mary. No, it's... We actually see a, a, a flashback where Zoro learns about it before anyone else. But... um. 
we're uh before we get the news we have a very quick aside where someone's like hey you these are your bags right um and they're like where why did Usopp just walk away from these bags and it's they don't really worry about it right now but now they have them back yeah um and Kaku is like well we can't fix your boat and then uh it's Yes, yeah, very it. briefly he <laughs> <laughs> describes it's the um it's it's specifically the part of the boat called a keel that uh you can't replace. Yeah. Um and it's it's gone too far. <laughs> um it, it's uh something with with the damage that's happened to the going mary it, it's it, it's interesting that it's this damage but they haven't really gotten in any big sea battles. We can assume that Almost half that damage is literally just falling from the sky into the water and from being shot up into the water, <laughs> into the yeah, sky with I the mean, water. <laughs> Reverse Mountain probably did a, a number on it as well. Yeah. Yeah, it hasn't been in ship battles. Or it's at least, just... not that we've seen. There was yeah. like, there was that one scene where like it's bouncing on a bunch of Sea Kings, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It might have been filler. And uh, where the guy was eating chunks of the ship too. But no, it, it's yeah, all like, just kind of like wear and tear from the journey, mm-hmm. more so than it is from uh, battles and cannons and stuff, which we got to see Usopp admiring cannons, despite them never really firing cannons that often. We've, I think we've seen it a couple yeah. times, but... <laughs> yeah, there's there's an interesting disconnect, I think, there, where it's like, well, I mean, they they haven't really gotten into any ship battles. That's not really their style or even the style of the show so, yeah um but nonetheless it, it kind of just goes back to the going mary is not a pirate ship it wasn't designed to do any of the fucking shit yeah. they've done with it <laughs> um not and that's even aside the point of it being a, being fucking flown into the sky <laughs> uh, but uh um yeah they so they they sort of dropped that news on them and then uh, the next episode we see sanji and Chopper talking about um, uh, Robin just being missing, and uh, that's a thing that they need to deal with. Um, Sanji's not too worried. He yeah. just says, like, you know, we'll go back to the ship, and then if nothing's wrong, she'll come back to the ship. Then we got back to Rope Dad explaining how important the keel is and that you can't duplicate a ship, like you can't just build another one, um, which is an interesting sort of thing, where it's like even yeah. if we build it, exactly the same like every tree is different so every piece of wood's going to be different it's like it it would just feel wrong when you're on the ship which i think is it's an interesting concept for the show to break down too yeah um but luffy doesn't really like that idea he's like you know our ship is the going mary you don't know how strong she is she can be repaired yada 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 um uh and i think iceberg just sort of is like you know it's not going to be repaired. <laughs> There's no point in repairing it. Yeah. Um. You can buy. You can buy a very good ship with the money you have. Here's a catalog. Come back yeah. when you, uh, if that's what you want. And then the government shows up, so the pirate, so Luffy hides. Yeah, and um, they're they're different from most of the government people we've seen. Most of the time when we see government people, they just look like marines. But these guys are in weird blue yeah, brother like... suits. <laughs> this is the world government. This isn't Marines. 
Um, which I guess that distinction hasn't really been made so far. Um, but it's there's quite a bit of a jump between the two. Um, but <laughs> Iceberg's like, just tell them I'm not here. And then he walks up and he's like, I can see you. And he's like, hello, I'm not here. I'm sorry. Uh, and, like, and he's like, I hate you. Go home. <laughs> really good. I love Iceberg so much. Um, but um, the, the government man, I don't, I don't know if I wrote down his name. But, uh, oh, it's, I think it's Mr. Corgi. Is that, um, cause I remember being like, I should edit a picture of him, but with a dog's head. Um, <laughs> so they go away to talk privately. Um, the shipwrights each sort of had their opinion on dealing with the world government. Um, and we, Luffy notices that the two bags that he got from, from where Usopp was are kind of light. Yeah. Um, this was kind of hinted at before when the guy brought them to him, but, uh, these these bags are empty. Yeah, and they were they uh, were handed to him after they're like, "Hey, what what were you doing with those guys, Kaku?" And he's like, "I wasn't with any weirdo guys from the Frankie family." And that's when they realized yeah. something happened to. Wait Usopp. a minute, that's that's <laughs> our long nosed idiot. Why was he with the Frankie family? And he's like, "Well, I guess really they, he was being dragged away." Yeah, and so they're like, "That's." That's a kidnapping, my friend. Um, so that's, I mean, that's, that's where the money went. So they quickly, uh, Luffy just runs ahead, having no fucking clue where to go or what to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nami learns where the Frankie house is, their, uh, their sort of home base workshop of operations. Um, and uh, Nami goes, first she plans on going back to the ship to drop off the money she has. And uh, she... <laughs> She at first comes across Usopp found dead in the street. Yeah. Oof. He's, and not only is he dead, he's, he's crying and just mumbling about how he's sorry and that he's worthless and he's not as strong as everyone else and he can't God, this do scene it. is really heavy. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> Usopp actually being this vulnerable, like, is is a lot <laughs> yeah it, it's it's a lot different from uh him in like Arlong park where he's like i'm a big wimp wait no i'm not i can do it and then he kind of makes his way out with this it's 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 just rough because he's given up all hope it's sad as hell <clears throat> which is it's strange because i feel like it should be a little bit more impactful by having it happen from scarier guys but it kind of gets the point across that he's not I mean we saw those guys get like their shit handed to them by Zoro and yeah. Rope Dad um, <laughs> so like they're not a big deal they're they're weaklings they're underlings to, to someone else and Usopp couldn't handle them couldn't protect the money um, so it's I think it, it hits them pretty fucking hard um <laughs> that he he couldn't do this um and nami's like you know i'm gonna go get chopper to take care of you to stay here um and she you know runs back to do that and to get help um we see sanji and chopper get to the boat um zoro fills them in about uh the boat not being repaired um and they all sort of have their opinions on like what they think you know luffy should do regards of getting like a new boat or trying to repair this one anyway. Uh, and bef- 
they just sort of discuss that for a minute before Nami shows up and explains the Usopp situation. Let's let's look at the Frankie house. Let's see what's up there. Yeah, there's uh they're real happy that they stole some money. Mhm. They have they have some sort of debt to repay, and we also learned that uh, the members of the Frankie family aren't very good with money. Every time they get money, they throw it away gambling. <laughs> and partying. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just, it's interesting that you read it as a debt to pay, because they, all they really say is a business expense. Yeah. It, they, it, they specifically had to, <laughs> to raise or, collect or save up this $200 million. And they got it in one in one fell swoop, rather than yeah. trying to save it up, uh, which they're apparently really fucking bad at. Um, uh, Frankie, we don't. Well, he's wearing this weird, huge like poncho and this helmet. Um, Frankie has the best voice <laughs> in the whole show. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. Um, Frankie is voiced by Kazuki Yao, who also voices Django and Mister Two Von Clay. Oh, um, nice. I really wish we could see all three of them in a room together. <laughs> that would be really good. Frankie's Frankie's a good character, too. But um, right now, he's just kind of a dick. Yeah. Uh, he, so he's after like, we get hey, this brief introduction. He uh, huh? takes he, he wants to take the money and he's like, hey, guys, here's a uh, five million to do what you want with. But um, unfortunately, Someone's here to stop them from running off that money. Who is it? Oh, it's, it's Usopp, even though he's basically dead. <laughs> Usopp drags his corpse to the Frankie house and blows open the wall with a vendetta rage to get back the money that was stolen from him. However, he's not very strong. No. He doesn't have very strong attacks. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Frankie's just this huge dick to him. He's like, you know, you, you couldn't do anything about it because you're pirates. You couldn't go to the Navy. You couldn't, you know, it was stole Like you guys stole it, right? You're pirates. So <laughs> yeah. it's not really, he, he kind of plays this, this moral high road in this weird way because it's really just this big gray area where it's like, you guys aren't necessarily the good guys. I don't care if I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, he takes the two million and he leaves. Usopp can't stop him. He's held back by the other Frankie members. It s- destroys him, it seems, uh, emotionally and also physically because the Frankie family are going to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, he's, he's not faring so well. Having a rough couple days. <laughs> or rather, I guess just one day so far. <laughs> a rough couple episodes. Um... We see Zoro, Sanji, and Chopper get to where Nami sent them, but Usopp's not there. There is, however, a trail of blood leading them where he went. Uh, also, Luffy just falls out of the fucking sky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is, like, literally just fucking, like, deus ex convenient shit where he's like, all right, Luffy's with them now. Don't even worry about it. Um, and it's fine. Uh... He says that he was trying to do the parkour that he saw yeah. a cockroach <laughs> earlier. Um, but uh, they start to follow him to the Frankie house. They're like, he must have just gone himself like an idiot. Before we see that, we see 
uh, the government leaving uh, Ice Pops, which yeah. <laughs> is what Luffy calls him. I don't think we brought attention to that earlier. Um, and uh, they're, they're talking kind of cryptically. They're like, he, mm-hmm. he, he doesn't have it. I don't know why they keep sending me here to, to talk to him. Yeah, and I have to come by sea train um, every time, and that's a lot of time to you to waste sitting on the train. Yeah, he he is trying to get some information out of Iceberg, that uh, but Iceberg's stubborn. Um, in a really interesting scene, to me, uh, Khalifa comes in, and already has the drink that Iceberg suggests to have, uh, which is tea, and. He's like, they just won't leave you alone. And he's like, uh, yeah, no, he keeps trying to get some information out of me, but I just say that I don't know what he's talking about and until he leaves. Um, and then also we see Nico Robbins' poster hanging in this room. Yeah. I don't know why uh, <laughs> this room, because it's like this ornate, like, Victorian-looking shit molding around the windows, fancy-ass furniture, like probably like paintings on the wall, but also this just poster of Nico Robin hanging by the window. It's very strange. Yeah, um, but yeah, as we mentioned earlier, it's a picture of her as a kid. Uh, her bounty is seventy nine million, which is pretty high to get at the age of nine. <laughs> um, uh, but that's all for that scene. We go back to Luffy and friends um, finding Usopp dead on the beach outside of the Frankie yeah. house. Uh, and they're mad as shit, so they're gonna go fuck up the Frankie, Frankie family. Yeah, um, in in a real, really, really, really cool uh, a scene. This is this is something I've been wanting to see for a while. Is just all of them working as an ensemble to just beat the shit out of some losers, <laughs> some no name, yeah. generic guys who are underestimating them. It's. It's Something... like the Muso game. <laughs> exactly. I imagine this is probably a really good level in Pirate Warriors. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I wrote down um, this, like, I wrote down Usopp as a little brother character. Because uh, that's kind of how everyone sort of has that relationship with him. Yeah. Um, maybe even, like, like, middle child. Because technically Chopper's a lot younger than him, but also outshines him in strength. Um, granted, because of because of a devil fruit, but also just uh, his dynamic with the crew is very interesting. Because like everyone knows he can't keep up, and he knows he can't keep up, but like just like they're not they don't want him to go anywhere. Yeah, um, they don't. They're not. They're not upset with him for it. They're friends. Um, so yeah, it, it's just an interesting dynamic how like seeing their protectiveness come out in this scene. Um, and then later, how they don't even, like, they don't really care too much that it happened. Um, they're like, you know, we're just glad you're okay. But, um, yeah, they beat the fucking shit out of everybody yeah. uh, in, a, in a pretty good fight scene. Um, but, uh, you know, they find out the money isn't here. Frankie's yeah. not here. He left with the money. It's it's uh, even better because they they... They told him right away, it's like, he already took the money. We don't know where he went. And they're like, eh, we're going to beat him up. And then they cause the fucking house to explode. And then Sonic's yeah. like, oh, I guess they really didn't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I mean, we, we don't really feel bad about it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think there's a quick aside, either now or in a little bit, where 
we see Frankie boarding the sea train. Yeah, with uh, Steven um, Universe characters following him. Yeah, his his uh <laughs> the, the girls that are with him. Um, yeah, I guess it's like yeah, it's like a weird combination of of Garnet and Pearl because it's like the big square hair, but also the the long bird nose. Yeah, um, they're good. I like those those girls a lot. We'll see more of them in a little bit. Um, but yeah, so he's. The uh, someone's like, oh, I hear fireworks coming from the the Frankie house, um, which is the house fucking exploding. Uh, yeah, because they're and... beating people up so bad that the house explodes. Um, <laughs> and Frankie we... waves it away as like, oh, they're just partying really hard. A lot of habit this time. Yeah, and the um, people when they notice that Frankie's there, they kind of like freeze up. So even mm-hmm. though people don't seem to think much of the Frankie family, Frankie himself. Is obviously a really intimidating guy, but um, yeah, you, you can tell that he's a strong dude. He he has well, uh, he, a presence. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention it, and it's not. I guess it's not really a big deal because it's Usopp. But uh, there's a scene where Usopp shoots a uh, attack at him, and he just holds his fist out, and it doesn't do anything to him. Um, which is kind of cool. I mean, it's again, it's Usopp, so it's not like really a, a testament of strength. But um, completely unmoved. Anyways, yeah. this episode ends with Luffy's decision. He yep. says, I have decided about the going merry. And I think we say goodbye here. Yep. And it says to be continued and we move on to the next episode, which opens up with everyone uh, on the merry talking to a now conscious Usopp. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's apologizing a bunch about what happened. Um, and as he brings up, like, oh, so was it, is it enough money to get the marriage repaired? And everyone just sort of starts to look really fucking sad because they yeah. all know he's not going to take this news very well. And um, does he? N- not one bit. Yeah, no. He, uh... It it doesn't help that Luffy isn't good at like talking, so Luffy doesn't really s- explain it complete in a in a way that makes sense. Luffy's just kind of like the ship is done. We need to get a new ship and move on. It's th- we can't do anything with it. It's done. Yeah, uh, I think it, something along the lines of like it can't carry us any further or something. Yeah, because um, Usopp doesn't understand. I th- I think there's definitely a, a part of Luffy character like um i'm almost interested to like re like because after you point that out i'm like could i read luffy as like an adhd character in I, the way that like because i read jotaro as as uh okay uh, as as that way of sort of like because jotaro is like really bad at talking but he's like there's like a weird nuance to it and maybe it's just yeah. you know me reading i it, i th- i can kind of see that what i'm gathering from it is it's a problem that happens at work for me is to where the details aren't that important. It's just, this is the Mm. fact is it's not whatever we do. This is how we have to do it. Who cares the reasons why? And that's it. Like Luffy isn't, doesn't it. He knows we can't fix the ship. It doesn't matter. We don't need an explanation as to why the ship can't be fixed. We know it can't be. Mm -hmm. So we just need to, rip the band-aid off and keep keep moving along with a new ship yeah and there's definitely a, a part of this scene where it doesn't seem like luffy 
really picks up on it because like everyone immediately is like worried about yeah. Usopp's reaction, but Luffy doesn't seem to waver. Um, like he's he's smiling when he talks about it, which I want you to I want to tell you I want you to write let me know the next time you see Luffy smile after this episode. <laughs> oh um, no, because it'll be a while, which <laughs> is really fucking weird. <laughs> um, and it's definitely a testament to like how where the show is right now, uh, emotionally. But um, uh, anyways, what was I saying? So yeah, he doesn't really pick up the subtext uh of like. I think Luffy's bad at reading the room. Yeah, that um, too. And he's just like, and, hey, we got and, to... Uh, hey, look at all these ships. We can get a pretty nice ship for the money we have left. And mm-hmm. Usopp is thinking, oh, it's my fault. We don't have enough money. So Luffy's just trying to forget about it so I don't feel bad about losing the money. But that's... Yeah, <laughs> which, I mean, like we know isn't the case. Um, yeah. And he can't seem, they can't seem to convince Usopp that that's the case either. Um, uh yeah, I was I was gonna say that I'm I'm very quick to read characters as as mentally ill because I'm mentally ill, um, and the same with like all those things. Like, oh, this character's trans because I don't know. I relate <laughs> to the situation they're in. Um, there's a lot of that that I I see in like fandom circles, and I'm usually down with it. Um, that's that's where I first was someone was like, oh, I read Jotaro as autistic, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. Hey. Yeah, I kind of get that. And then I <laughs> watched part three a little bit differently, and I was like, okay. Um, which I think, I don't know, it's better than saying, oh, he's boring Mary Sue character, rather than being like, oh, there's a reason he acts the way he does. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, that's, you know, that's going to be up to every different person's reading. Media, subjective. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know someone who, who who's <laughs> I just favorite... Wanted to, I, w- <laughs> I wanted to finish that thought that I had earlier. <laughs> I, mean, I know someone whose favorite is Jorno, so I mean... It's always good to mm-hmm. attach more traits to to characters, especially if it helps you enjoy the media more. It's not a detriment to you or the yeah, media. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, that's the thing. Yeah, I usually see it from like um, I have a really close friend who's like, uh, you know, Ash Ketchum is ADHD because I'm ADHD and I am the exact same way, um, and that's cool. I, th- I think usually usually it comes from a place of like relating to a character and the subtext of their situation resonating with your own experiences, which is good. And it's more um, comfortable than when they blatantly put it into the character. Cause if, yeah, um, if usually. they, if they <laughs> take traits like that into media, a medium like this, they're going to exaggerate them to get the point across. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the thing is, um, I see a lot of people who are like, don't make, every queer character like don't their story doesn't have to be about them being queer just let them exist as normal people <laughs> um which is i i think when we when when people just prescribe these what they're, they're basically headcanons they are headcanons um to that i think it's it's se- it's secretly getting that even if they didn't intend it it's like i just yeah. want to see people like me doing the things that they're doing um so they people read into the subtext of that a lot, yeah. um, which is is cool. I'm here for that. Uh, <laughs> but, what uh... are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we had a real, real deep discussion about uh, character training. Yeah, it, it's it's an hour in. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking about Luffy uh, not reading the room well, and it's, yeah, uh... this scene's really fucking sad. 
Um, I don't have a whole lot of notes about it because it's kind of just the same thing happening for a yeah, while. It's uh, because if we get Usopp the... getting progressively yeah. aggressive and Luffy not really being <laughs> able to handle that. The the gravitas of it is is really good because we get they don't like change uh set pieces really um they don't do a, a lot of fucking around by moving by showing different things all the time they're in this room for pretty much the whole episode discussing yeah, the just... the status of the ship and everything and uh things things get worse usopp doesn't like luffy just casually flipping through the book of ships he's like mm-hmm. hey said we the ours is a uh, caravel the only reason i i know that i know some pirate ship terminology is because when i was like 11 years old i played a lot of puzzle pirates <laughs> yep <laughs> and uh he's like we can get something a lot bigger for the money we have like basically we can replace the go- going merry pretty easily and we'll be pretty set and mm-hmm. it's um Usopp they... is Usopp's like, what are you going to do? You can't just toss aside a friend because they're injured. Is that mm-hmm. what you're gonna do to me now? Because I'm I'm not as strong as you guys. I can't step up to it. And Yeah, that uh that particular moment comes with a, a bit heavier yeah. of a setting because this this <laughs> this fight progresses to like Luffy's like, if you don't like my decision, you can just... And before he finishes that thought of, you can just get off the boat or get out of our crew, Sanji kicks the shit out of him. He doesn't yeah. let him finish that sentence. It's like, why would you say that to your friend? And there there definitely is this, like, subtext within the situation where it's like, yeah, they're all close friends and they're doing this because they're close friends, but Luffy is the captain. Yeah. Like, that's... He is the decision maker. And usually it's never been this dire of a situation yeah um but yeah that's where usap's like well if you yeah and, you know if that's how you really feel if you're just going to get rid of all your useless friends after they're no longer valuable for you which what the, what we're getting the relationship here... they have with mary is is or go, the going mary is um interesting to say yeah. the least but what we're seeing is usap is kind of projecting his insecurities into the situation with the going Mary because he's for a lot of reasons. <laughs> not not just because they're both like damaged and can't really go on as well as the others, but because we got this ship was they got the ship because of Usopp has mm-hmm. a close attachment to Usopp's childhood crush slash girlfriend type thing. And it's been with them through their entire for like 200 episodes now it's it's real Mm -hmm. rough like (laughs) also i think uh some of it falls on him for he's doing all the repairs but he's not actually a ship right yeah Um, so I i think maybe he takes some of that blame that he couldn't take care of it very well um but yeah there's a lot of the the situation with the going Mary definitely does sort of they've outgrown it. Yeah. And also they've I don't want to say they've outgrown Usopp, but like Usopp hasn't grown at the rate they have. Yeah. Um 
and that comes to a head, and he deals with that. He feels guilty. No one else really seems to actually have that trouble, but he still feels very, very insignificant in this crew. And, I mean, we've brought it up that he doesn't really uh, do a lot. <laughs> um, but, like, now, that, now that's a big deal. It's It's something you don't... It's it's very heartbreaking to to witness, but it's something you mm-hmm. don't see brought up in any sort of like group dynamic media. You don't. You, I I I'm sure it's happened because comic books have been around for five hundred years and stuff like that. But you don't see like in the middle of a galactic battle. You don't see them being like, "Hey, Batman, why are all you can do <laughs> is have money? What? Why are you even part of this?" Or you don't see in like yeah, Naruto sure. them being like, "Hey, your power, your powers aren't as cool as ours. Why are you trying to fight the bad guy ninjas with us?" You don't mm-hmm. see that, and it's yeah, it's. I think, I think Oda brings a lot more to the table with with these narratives, and and he's not the only one who does. There's lots of good shonen that uh, addresses different topics, but um. What I'm, what I'm, the scene I'm thinking of is way, way later. Um, but uh, I saw a thread on Twitter uh, a while ago, so I don't remember the complete context. But talking about how um, the best superhero narratives are the ones that actually show the emotions of them, yeah. um, and sort of like you know, comic books need to have more of that, uh, more you know, vulnerable characters. Like, Superman's more interesting when he's a vulnerable person who's, like, seeing these people. Um, and that person was, like... Uh, I think it was Manofsky on Twitter, who is someone I follow who lives tweets manga that they read. They're cool. They're on the... They're often on the, the big One Piece podcast because <laughs> um, they're a huge fan. And they were talking about their examples. Like, one of their examples of, like, superheroes being best when they're vulnerable and share their emotions was Luffy. Um, someone was like, that's a bold claim to say Luffy's a superhero. And it's like, he totally is. Goku's yeah. a superhero. <laughs> it's like, the the term is kind of arbitrary. Um, it, it's, it's something, it's a term that's been muddled because of movies. But really, sure. it, it's these people or who have... Western media feeling yeah. like, this is the canon and everything else is uh, related to that. Yeah. Um, it's That's where why I... <laughs> they achieve these superhuman feats, whether or not it's due to will or they have these uh, fantastical mm-hmm. powers. Yeah, um, it's as arbitrary as like saying that anime is is different from cartoons or that mangas aren't comics because of language barriers. And it's like, shut up. Um, <laughs> Luffy's Luffy's a superhero. Goku, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I actually don't know the, the science of that. Krillin came up with the most powerful attack in Dragon Ball Z. Nothing matters. Yeah. Um, anyways. That's actually... Um, I'll, I'll bring that up probably again in a minute. But uh, this scene's sad as shit. Um, yeah. Usopp deals with this, and he's like, you know what? I am going to leave. I'm going to... I can't keep up with you guys. Um, I feel like a burden. So I'm going to leave. And he walks out and everyone's sad. No, um, I think it's Sanji Chopper and uh, Nami that try and stop him. Um, Zoro is just watching and Luffy doesn't do anything. It's for very different reasons. Um, 
but Nami's like, you know, Luffy, why aren't you stopping your friend from leaving? And I don't know, it's complicated. <laughs> he has the right to do what he wants to do. Um, but uh, when they do go outside, uh, Usopp challenges Luffy to a duel uh, later that night. Um, and the winner gets to keep the Mary, the going Mary, um, which is bizarre. <laughs> An interesting choice of him to make. Um, and that's it. There's a, there's a very short scene where we see Iceberg. Um, he again looking at that poster of Robin, saying that he feels particularly restless tonight. He's yeah. not sure why. And um, they they make a point to show the time of the big. They have like a big Ben type clock in mm-hmm. Water Seven that's going off to let you know it is ten o'clock, and it's the uh, the the mood right now is not good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, it's this is this is a heavy one. This is the last episode we're gonna talk about. I I made you stop at two thirty six. Um, I didn't think it was going to be quite as heartbreaking as it is of a stopping point. Um, but also, like, the narrative completely shifts in the next episode, so it made the most sense. Um, but, because, uh, again, there's, like, a lot of moving parts in Water 7 as an arc, so I'm trying to, like, encapsulate this the best I can for our discussions being valuable. Um, so, like, this is the Usopp episode. <laughs> This yeah. is the Going Mary and Usopp episode. <laughs> um, and next time it'll be a different sort of main plot point. Um, but yeah, this next fight, or this or this next episode, which is basically just one long fight, um, is, is, is Usopp versus Luffy. Um, there's like six minutes of recap at the beginning of this episode. And then, it, yeah. and then there's, some, there's a lot of flashbacks peppered in of, of all of people's good memories. <laughs> With Usopp, um, which is which is maybe not necessary, but nice. Um, uh, and I wrote down uh, for this scene. I wrote down Batman versus Superman because this is the exact same fight <laughs> from that film. Um, in which, because because I mean, in, in that uh, it's like everyone's like, oh, Batman could totally win if he has enough prep time. Which is bullshit and false because it's Superman. Uh, yeah, it's, it's ridiculously overpowered, <laughs> um, and that's basically what this is. Is uh, Usopp had a lot of time to plan and prep, and he has a lot of really good strategies. And like Luffy takes some pretty good hits, um, but it doesn't take long for Luffy to sort of get his footing, and you know he lands one hit. Yeah. That's what it takes, really. Um, is there anything particularly you want to talk about with the fight, like? Regarding, I, I want to know why Usopp hasn't used any of these th- half this shit before, mm-hmm. because specifically the one where he just throws like a chain of shurikens at Luffy. Why has he not done that before? <laughs> that yeah, that seems like way more effective than his usual shit. Yeah, like it. it uh, I understand that he I probably spent this whole evening like preparing for this duel, but. It's, yeah, uh... he doesn't. He doesn't usually use sharp stuff, but he has to against Luffy. Yeah. So maybe it was just a matter of that. Um, I remember you you tweeted something about that. So going into this episode, I was sort of 
thinking about that. Um, and I, I came to the conclusion that just Usopp avoids fights. He doesn't like to fight people. <laughs> so yeah. we haven't really seen him do a lot of uh, creative battle planning. Um, also, I guess, yeah, he's not really in situations where he gets to plan. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's hard to say. I, yeah, if he had the fucking shuriken attack, why he's never used it before, that's stupid. <laughs> but <laughs> um, a lot of his most effective stuff in this fight comes from dials, which I think is cool. That uh, we do see him using those still, and that they're still cool. He takes um, he uses the impact dial to uh, get the the kinetic energy, I guess, from Luffy's gum gum bazooka, and then turns it back at him. Um, uh, but it's not quite enough because Luffy still hits that last hit and yeah. uh, knocks him out. <laughs> Just use fucking kills Usopp. Usopp's Usopp. fucking dead. <laughs> Usopp uh, has died more than Krillin so far. Yeah, he's so. <laughs> taken a lot of punches uh, in these past couple episodes, and it's just one day of time, really. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of uh, interesting flashbacks. Um, one of them draws attention to Usopp wanting to go to Elbath, which I think is a really nice touch, um, sort of remembering that like that was a goal of his to go to this this giant kingdom of of because he respected those warriors so much. Yeah. Um and that's that's near the end of the battle. There's also a scene where um Usopp's like gas bomb attack uh cuz he has a breath dial emitting gas and then he shoots uh, like a tiny explosive into it and it makes this huge boom. But when the waves crash up from that onto the boat, it makes the the Mary look like it's crying, which is yeah. heavy, that's, <laughs> heavy symbolism, that's my like friend. Monstrous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Luffy floors him in in one hit. Well, I guess he hits him twice. Uh, yeah. Uh, once across the face, and then once just at the end in the gut. Um. Uh, Luffy's also pretty fucking heartbroken by having to do this, but he also couldn't not do it. Um. For for reasons that I think Sanji will talk about in a minute, is that uh, um, Luffy, it would be wrong of Luffy to pity him and not challenge him. Yeah. Um, but uh, also he 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 you know he breaks down. He's like, you knew you couldn't beat me. Why did we have to go through this? I didn't want to do this. Um, and then he's like, do what you want with the Mary. It's it's yours now. We have to get a new ship and move on. Um. Which, you know, the, the subtext of that line is also a lo- away from Usopp, which sucks um, to feel. Yeah. It's... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Chopper wants to go nurse him back up, but Sanji doesn't let him. He's like, you know, to 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 lose that and also have the, the pity of being taken care of again. It's like, you, uh, you know, you don't want to do that. Um, yeah. And... Uh, you know, Luffy's coming back and he's starting to cry himself. And uh, Zoro's comments are like, well, I guess this is what it, it takes to be a captain. This is the first time he's really had a, a tough captain decision to make. Um, and uh, he, you know, he makes a comment of like, you know, don't don't waver on this. Because if you can't do this, like, who do we trust as a captain? Yeah. Um, Chopper runs off and leaves some medical supplies anyway. Um and Luffy says that we need to vacate the ship, take all of our stuff off of it, because uh, we can't come back. And that's 
that's where I left you. <laughs> yep, that's that's what we end on. And to to make things worse, I was like, okay, this is this is the worst thing. Let's see what the uh, let's see what the next episode preview is. And normally, you're like, it's gonna be like Usopp makes up yeah. he's friends again we're all buddies mm-hmm. and there's no mention of him there's no shots of him in the next episode previews it's like oh no mm-hmm. Usopp's gone uh god i can't imagine what watching this when it was airing or like reading it when it was first coming god. out was like because uh <laughs> oof, yeah, i don't know it's like it's a turn you don't expect to see in something like this because one, the only thing I can think to compare it to is a big thing in Naruto is Naruto and Sasuke having that fight. Mm-hmm. But throughout the whole series, they've shown Sasuke as being kind of like a weirdo loner and not getting along with everyone. Well, with yeah. this, it's... Uh... I guess for me, it's like watching Naruto and being like... Uh, I guess light spoilers for Naruto, but like... Um... Being like, oh man, what's gonna happen? Is are they gonna bring him back? But like, having been spoiled on stuff that happened in Shippuden and like Sasuke as a dad in Boruto, <laughs> it's like there's only so much suspense. So like watching this after the fact, there's only so much suspense. Yeah, um, but it's also still fucking heavy as shit. Um, which that's the thing I think I like about One Piece a lot is like there's there was only one big thing that I was really sad that I was spoiled on before I saw it. Um, and it didn't make it hurt any less. Um, so there's that. <laughs> there's that uh, omen for the future um, for you. But yeah, that's, that's, our, that's our episode. That's, that's our introduction to Water 7 as an arc and a city. How do you feel? Uh, nothing's good. Everything's sad. We're, uh, I can't believe they kicked us up out the crew. And... Um, I can't wait till they stumble across his older brother after the time skip that replaces him. <laughs> that's 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 the, that explains all the art I've seen. There's a guy that looks like Usopp, mm-hmm. so it's obviously his older brother or something. So yeah, okay. <laughs> um, that that's that's a good mentality to, to look at it with. Oh, it feels weird to plug our stuff after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Um. <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe. Twitter.com slash Ghost of Joe. Ghost of J-O. I'm just going to do this real sad. I'm just sad now. <laughs> um, uh, I write about video games sometimes at my website, which is ghostofjoe.com. It's spelled the same way. I do another show called Got It Memorized. It's a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast. We're starting to make a dent in Kingdom Hearts 2. It's really good. Um, I think that's all I got to to plug. All right. Welcome to the, welcome to the somber plug zone. <laughs> yeah, um, I uh, I'm on Twitter as at no I'm Jory, where I I just tweet about nonsense. Uh, you can, I can I make good goofs about video games I'm playing because the share feature is a wonderful thing in modern consoles. Um. Or if you like like the the dulcet tones of my voice, you can hear me scream about professional wrestling on my wrestling podcast called Casual Wrestling Fan Podcast. Uh, in the last episode we recorded last night, 
we made goofs about uh, Reggie fils being a manager for the undefeated Asuka, <laughs> and also about a tag team having their own cryptocurrency. So we're uh, <laughs> we're on the right track there. Um, <laughs> Those and, are my favorite kind of tangents. <laughs> the, uh, the episodes run a little long because it's the road to WrestleMania, so there's a lot going on right now in the WWE, but we kind of recap it in a way that's easy to digest and for people who want to watch it without any narcissism or awfulness that you get from almost any other wrestling community, which is kind of... <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's almost <laughs> like secretly a narcissistic comment in itself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I, think, we, I think if people are listening to this, they're probably like, if they're hearing this right now, they're probably okay with longer podcast episodes. Because <laughs> um, this one ran long and I think that's just... I just, you know, I, I used to feel bad about it. I used to be like, no, I want to keep him an hour. Um, but, like, between the, the, the show that I'm working on that I haven't announced yet um, and, and this, I'm just sort of, like, accepting, like, discussions can run long. It's okay. Yeah. You can follow this show on Twitter yeah. at uh, We Are Watching OP. Yeah. That's, actually, that's the only thing I have to plug, actually. <laughs> I'm used to plugging, like, three or four things <laughs> for my other show. Um, so, yeah, you can follow us there. Uh, we tweet occasional jokes uh, about One Piece or something, or um, maybe a heads up if if we're before we drop an episode. Uh, but yeah, we we've had a couple people start uh, asking us stuff on there, which is cool. Um, let me actually fucking pull that up right now because <laughs> I want if there's something to talk about, I want to talk about it on the show. Uh, oh, so <laughs> that's what it was. Someone um, was brought up that. Uh, the language in the manga around the afro that Luffy wears is actually like way worse than it ended up in the show. Oh. Um, also, they they asked us if we're actually going to make a JoJo podcast, and uh, I think <laughs> I have enough on my plate <laughs> trying to understand Kingdom Hearts. I don't need to try and understand. Uh, um, fucking what is it? What's the one that doesn't make, doesn't make any sense in part five? Uh. King Crimson. King Crimson. Yeah, I don't need to it, figure out how to King Crimson works. I already am trying to figure out which Anson is which. <laughs> King, oh, that's my alarm telling me to take my hormones. Okay, that means it's time to wrap up the show. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, add us on Twitter. Tell us your, your One Piece yeah. thoughts. How does Water 7 make you feel? Probably not great, even though, it, it, I mean, it's my favorite arc. I'm just depressed about it. <laughs> um. I'm going to try and I'm working on reading all the manga to catch up to the show so I can be doing that instead of watching <laughs> it. <laughs> um, so I'll keep you. I've been meaning to do this for like a year and a half. So maybe it'll work this time. How do we end this show? Oh, that's right. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in the next uh, chunk of episodes, Jory? Um, well, Usopp's gone forever. And they don't care about Usopp anymore. He's not their friend. So they're going to concentrate all their efforts into getting a new boat and tracking down Robin. Because Robin's still their friend. They just don't know what's happened. And as a full overarching thing, I think I mentioned this in the last one, but I'm going to bring it up again. Um, uh, the, the marine guy made sure to make a point of she's going to hurt you guys later. And he... So I imagine there's going to be a point where it seems like she's actively working against them. 
but it's going to be a switcheroo where everything she's done has actually set it up so they can win. All right. Some solid <laughs> predictions. Uh, and we'll figure out how much of it was bullshit next time on uh, We Are Watching One Piece. So uh, until then, to be continued. To be continued. Welcome to Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. We're going to go world by world, game by game, in release order. And we'll make sure to name our episodes sensibly so you know what order to listen to them in. You know, 1, 2, 2.5, 3, 5, 8 over 2. So subscribe to Got It Memorized to be alerted of our weekly episodes in iTunes or whatever other garbage platforms you use to listen to podcasts. We promise to do our best to figure out which Ansem is which. Maybe the real Ansem was the friends we made along the way. Got it. Memorized? Memorized?